0: Hello and welcome once again to the Main Point Ministries podcast. I'm your host Stephen Giles
1: and Tracy Giles.
0: And today we're going to continue our lesson on biblical giving. This is part five, biblical giving part five. And our main theme is the issue of tithing that we're going to discuss, which is a practice that's been around for literally thousands of years. Tithing is simply defined as the giving of 10% of something, either voluntarily or involuntarily. It's not necessarily money for the ancient Hebrew people practiced the giving of crops, lands, and animals. <clears throat> and today, we look at tithing as a giving of 10% of one's monetary income. And if you're really strict about that, you believe that this 10% should be based on the gross and not the net of such income. Now, a few of the questions that we've been seeking to answer throughout this study on biblical giving is number one: under what circumstances will we be required to tithe today? Number two, Could the state and federal income tax be considered a type of tithe? Number three, do churches that require its members to tithe be considered a membership fee? Number four, does the Bible specifically command that a tithe be given to a church? Number five, was tithing as described in the books of Leviticus and Deuteronomy a type of taxation system? Number six, Is tithing required for everyone, or is it only for Christians, is it also for Jews, is it for Catholics, etc.? And number seven, which text of scripture teaches mandated tithing versus voluntary giving? Now let's seek to answer these and other questions, not by listening to the various voices in the Christian community, but by diligently searching the scriptures as the Bereans did in the book of Acts, which states,
1: Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. But they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Acts 17, 11.
0: So we're going to transition to the New Testament. Our previous four lessons have been on the Old Testament scripture on tithing, which is where the concept of tithing originated in the law. <clears throat> but it actually originated with Abraham prior to that. So we've covered those. So now we're going to transition to the New Testament where tithing is only mentioned really a couple of times. One of which is in the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verse 23 through 24. Again, Matthew, chapter 23, verse 23 through 24. And it reads as follows.
1: Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done, without leaving the others undone blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. What is occurring in this verse?
0: Well, in this verse, Jesus is making a statement to the scribes, the Pharisees, basically the religious leaders of that time, calling into question their religious hypocrisy. As a matter of fact, he indicates that they will be judged for such hypocrisy by using the phrase, woe to you. He uses it several times in this particular chapter. Now in pointing out there in hypocrisy in this verse, Jesus, Jesus uses the example of tithing. Notice in verse 23, he compares tithing to what is called the weightier matters of the law. The law being, of course, God's commands given to us in the books of Genesis through Deuteronomy. He then goes on to define these weightier matters as justice, mercy, and faith. So in the grand scheme of things, tithing, although an important command, wasn't nearly as important as justice, mercy, and faith, which these religious leaders failed to maintain. So Jesus is arguing from the, what we call the lesser to the greater in a sense. Very similar in the way he does so in Matthew chapter six when he encourages us not to worry. Matthew chapter six verse 26 reads as follows.
1: Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them Are you not of more value than they?
0: So listen to that. Just as we are more valuable than birds, which are the lesser, and God takes care of both us and birds. In the same way, justice, mercy, and faith are more valuable than tithing. And the Pharisees, scribes, and the religious leaders of Jesus' day should have done both. He goes on to use the illustration of a person straining their drink of impurities by filtering out small items but leaving large items behind to be swallowed when he says in verse 24, here in Matthew chapter 23, he says in verse 24 as follows.
1: Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel.
0: In other words, what good does it do to remove a gnat from your drink if you are going to leave a camel behind to be swallowed? Both should be removed, starting with the camel, which is the greater threat. Therefore, if you're going to seek to live righteously by keeping the law, you religious leaders, don't do it hypocritically by seeking to tithe meticulously while failing to love the very people the law was created for. Both should be done, starting, however, with justice, mercy, and faith. This is illustrated perfectly by the prophet Micah, who was sent to deliver God's message of judgment to a similarly hypocritical nation of Israel when he says in Micah chapter 6, verse 8,
1: He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God?
0: Which is a great summation.
1: So when Jesus says, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. What does that mean? Does that mean that tithing is still applicable to believers today?
0: That's a great question, because he does say that. Well, it, it, it was applicable for his immediate audience. That's why it's important to understand overall context not only historical context but also biblical context so to his immediate audience that he was speaking to it was applicable applicable but not for believers today if you've listened to our previous podcast biblical giving part three and four you would recall some of the criteria that must be present in order in order for tithing to be binding three of which are number one a temple must be present Because that's where the sacrifices are given. that's where the altar is, that's where the Holy of Holies. Number two, a Levitical priesthood must be present. Because those are the individuals who are commissioned by God to serve in the temple on behalf of the nation. And number three, a theocratic government must be present. In other words, the nation of Israel must be present in a form where they are ruled by these Levitical and Aaronic priests. So those those are three of the foundational things that must be present in order for tithing to be binding, because tithing is designed to support those things. Now, during this time in history, while Jesus was incarnate, all three of these elements were present. Although Israel at the time was under Roman rule, the Romans still allowed the people of Israel to maintain their theocratic form of government and religion while under the auspices of the Romans. And to appease the Jewish people even further, the Romans under Herod the Great, he went so far as to build what is known as the Second Temple for the Jewish people to assist them in maintaining their form of religion and custom. And since tithing was designed again to support these things, these three things that we mentioned, the Second Temple, the priesthood, the sacrifices, it was indeed still binding upon the citizens of the the ancient nation of Israel at the time. Now we see evidence of this temple and this priesthood still present in the Gospels when Jesus encounters a leper as follows in Matthew chapter 8 verses 1 through 4.
1: When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed, and Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them.
0: Show yourself to the priest, the Levitical, the Aaronic priest. This is again seen in the life of Zechariah, who was the father of John the Baptist. We see this in Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, as follows.
1: There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he was into the temple of the Lord.
0: So there we have Zechariah who descended from the Levites and then his wife Elizabeth who descended from the Aaronic priests. But he was an active priest serving in the second temple, offering incense, offering sacrifices for the people. Now, when you fast forward to the death of Jesus in 33 AD and the subsequent destruction of the second temple in 70 AD, which included the Jewish people being expelled from the land of Israel by the Romans, you have a situation where tithing would no longer be practical or applicable. Therefore, tithing would have been very important to maintain in Jesus' day, but not so much after the religious and social structure of that society had been destroyed. And it can be even uh, argued even further from a historical perspective that early believers in Jesus Christ following his crucifixion and prior to the destruction of the Second Temple would have ceased to acknowledge the importance of the Jewish high priestly order and the sacrificial system due to its ultimate fulfillment in Christ, which could have contributed to their persecution at the hands of the Jewish leaders that we see throughout the book of Acts.
1: So if this text cannot be used to support tithing, how are we to apply it to our lives today?
0: Well, the main lesson this verse is designed to teach us is that God frowns heavily upon hypocrisy. It's not designed to teach us that tithing is still applicable or binding today, but hypocrisy is what we should avoid. A person who has an outward religious practice but secretly has no love for neither man or God is in a, it is, is disgusting to God. A type of person that practices religion but maintains a lifestyle of open sin and ill will towards his fellow man. That's what this is designed to teach and that's what we should avoid.
1: So what are some of the key points based on the text we should take from our study today as it relates to giving?
0: Well, the main points are as follows. Number one, tithing was binding during this time in history due primarily to the existence of the theocratic government of israel the temple and the levitical priesthood that's number one number two tithing is no longer binding for believers today particularly when one considers that the ancient theocratic government of israel the temple and the levitical priesthood have all been destroyed and are no longer in existence they're done away with as a matter of fact we're under the new covenant where jesus is our high priest Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Peter that we are a royal priesthood ourselves. And we are part of the temple of God. Our body is the temple of God. Jesus being the chief foundation, cornerstone, and we're being built upon that. So tithing is no longer binding. And number three... And the most important point that we should take from this is that religious hypocrisy should be avoided at all costs because God judges such hypocrisy very, very harshly. So, with that being said, we're going to wrap up this podcast, Biblical Giving Part 5. Thank you so much for joining. I look forward to continuing this in Biblical Giving Part 6 as we continue to work our way through the New Testament of Scripture. I'm your host, Stephen Giles.
1: And Tracy Giles.
0: Have a blessed